My entitled shady landlord tries to scam me and my roommates out of money from our apartment, taking money from me and everybody else in my building over something that was supposed to be included in our lease. But karma eventually came back for him as he is now facing jail time and quite possibly also get deported. Here's what happened. So this was seven years ago when I lived in upstate New York. I had moved there for graduate school and I didn't know anyone. And this was the first place I lived with roommates that I found on Craigslist. This was also the first place I had ever rented in my life with my name on the lease where I was essentially responsible for myself. The roommates I had were really shady and the place was a wreck, but hey, at least it was cheap, right? I made a few friends in the first couple of months, and by November, they were talking about finding places for the following year, which is common in a lot of college towns. Three of my friends found a place together, and so I decided to find a place with my two other friends. We'll call them Pat and Dora. These are not their real names. We look around for a little bit, and we end up finding a place a few houses down from our other three friends and we signed the lease in late November. Like lots of the housing in this area, it's a house with two apartments, one upstairs and one downstairs, and it's got a shared basement and garage. And the landlord seems pretty swell too. Included in our rent are snow removal and water, but the heat, power, and internet are not. In this area especially, this is pretty common as heat is expensive. Also chatting with the landlord about this, he explains to us that to have separate billing for multi-unit housing, you need to have separate meters for each unit. And that's something that you legally need to have. He goes on to say that for this and most properties, this is pretty easy to do for electric, but a lot harder and expensive to do for water, which is why most multi-unit places include the water. So it's kind of a sneaky workaround if you think about it. The school year comes and goes, and we move in at the beginning of June with no problems. Toward the end of August, our landlord calls and tells us he's selling the place. But not to worry though, our lease is still good, of course, and the new guy owns some properties already, which is kind of like, okay, cool, whatever. We get the new address to send the check to, and the landlord seems fine. We call in October about a power outlet not working, and he gets it fixed. He's good about snow removal, no real problems. Also, he's from New Zealand. He tells us that he owns a dozen or so properties in the area. We also barely interact with the downstairs neighbors. For undergrads, they're pretty okay, and over the course of the year, we only have half a dozen interactions where we need to talk to them to try and keep it down, or even to ask them to let someone out who's parked in. And one notable fact is that the school we're talking about here is fairly expensive, and most of the undergrads come from backgrounds with a fair amount of money, and you kind of need to in order to afford this school. And it's either that or take out a bunch of loans. The downstairs neighbors have really nice cars, and a lot of stuff in the garage, and it seems like they come from a lot of money. They also let us have their beer bottles and cans to recycle, which is really nice of them, and it nets us like 10 to 20 bucks a week. The school year comes and goes and we move out. I move out first over Memorial Day and I did that because I'm working in Asia for the summer and then I'm moving out of state. I don't see the place again but I asked my roommates to clean up well enough just so we can try and get the deposit back. So I leave for Asia and in early July I get an email from Pat and Dora about if they've received their deposits back. They had and Dora sends me a scan of it. Going through we each lost about $70 for cleaning and damage and then there was a bill for $52 for the water bill. I don't know how they left it, so I guess maybe it took $70 to clean up. I remember that the water was included in the rent. I bring this up with both of them, which is why they remember it as well. I email the landlord and I mention this to him. At this point, I assume he maybe has a different setup at the other properties and made an honest mistake. I mean, accidents can happen. Well, I hear back from the landlord two weeks later. He asked for a copy of the lease and reflecting on this, I assume he thought I wouldn't have access to one since I am an 
in Asia. I have Dora and Pat scan me the lease, mail him a copy, and email it to him. I hear back two weeks later, and he says he'll send us the money. By the time I even get the money, it's late August, and I'm home from Asia. So yay, I guess I got my $52 back, right? Well, talking to Dora and Pat a few weeks later, I find out that neither of them had gotten their $52 back. At this point, I was angry. Clearly, that was not an honest mistake. The landlord assumed I didn't talk to them, and that they wouldn't find out. Pat and Dora are angry, and I'm angry as well. We dig out the contact information from the undergrads who live downstairs, and let them know what's going on. We also let the current residents know what happened, since we happen to have the contact info for some of them. We write them an email, and I provide copies of all of my emails with the landlord and the lease. I hear back from Pat and Dora that they got their money back 30 days later, and that the landlord was a jerk about it the entire time. Now, at this point, I don't think about it for a long time, even though I'm still in touch with Pat and Dora. About two years after this happens, I get an email from a law firm asking if I used to live at an old address and if this landlord was my landlord. I replied yes and they asked to speak on the phone. Believe it or not, the law firm belongs to one of the undergrad's dads, which clearly explains how he could afford such an expensive school. Through the course of the conversation, it comes out that dad was really angry about this, that someone would try to take advantage of his son. And better yet, he has the time and resources to go scorched earth on the landlord. The dad brings a case against the landlord and has his people comb through all the landlord's records, as well as former tenants and then some. As it turns out, he's been scamming people like this for quite a while. And it's also important to remember that he didn't have any separate water meters. The lawyer explains to me that because of this, the landlord is actually facing jail time. He apparently did enough of this and they were able to provide evidence for it that it rose to the level of some serious stuff, like a criminal case over a civil one, I think. On top of this, I'm getting my $70 back and so are Dora and Pat as part of some kind of settlement deal and the landlord might have to sell his properties. The kicker is that, as it turns out, the landlord's legal status could also be in jeopardy because this is a serious crime. Again, I don't really remember the particulars and I don't know if this lawyer was exaggerating. All I do know is that I just really wanted my $52 back for a water bill that I absolutely did not have to pay. Honestly, first and foremost, that's actually crazy. This guy was going around scamming people out of their money and he really thought he wasn't going to get caught. I mean, not only is that a scumbag move, but seriously, he's been doing this for so long. He had to know that eventually karma would come back for him. And it's crazy the kind of butterfly effect that happened simply because the original poster was like, wait a second, I shouldn't have to pay $52 for that. And then fast forward two years from now, and this shady landlord is probably going to go to jail now. So good for you for at least pursuing this and trying to get your money back. In a roundabout way, you took down some guy that's been scamming people for years. And even though your dad isn't the lawyer taking this guy down, at the end of the day, you played a pivotal role, even if you didn't intend on getting him in trouble. If you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out, link down below in the description. This next one came from the Am I the Jerk podcast subreddit. Check the links in the description if you'd like to submit your own story. Am I the Jerk for making my boyfriend feel guilty after having friends over in our Minecraft world? So I first want to say that I never thought I'd make a post like this, but I want to share my story and get advice, not to mention to see if there's someone with a similar experience. Me and my partner have been together for six years now, and it will be seven years in September. We've never had a fight or argued over anything, but there's one thing that will always get us and turn off our mood, that being our time balance with friends. Now, we are each other's first ever healthy relationship, and we want to share that special person with our friends, show them off, etc. But there was a moment I met one of his friends who made me very 
very uncomfortable. I am a very protective person over my one-on-one time with my partner. And this person would basically steal all his time and tried pushing himself in while we were gaming together. And when he was with us, he made me feel left out. I mean, no doubt he wanted my partner. And this event made us have our first fight and not talk for two days before we talked it out, but it really kept a stain for me. And I became unsure of if I wanted to meet his friends, even if he reassured me that they weren't all the same like that. So fast forward to today. And yes, this is a fresh story as it literally just happened. We were playing Minecraft together and it's one of our favorite games. We were enjoying the new update with the cherry blossom biomes and more. Our Minecraft world was unfortunately not invite only and one of his friends joined in out of nowhere. I did not mind at first. My partner said he was just lonely and wouldn't do anything weird. I replied okay and I just kept building like you would normally do in Minecraft. His friend was really not doing anything but watch me build and occasionally fight my partner just to have fun. Nighttime came around and my partner made him a bed and put it down for him. And that's when I got an odd feeling in my stomach, almost like deja vu. I know his friend wasn't doing anything. He needed that bed for us to skip the night, but all these thoughts were starting to swirl in my head. I was thinking to myself, this was our private world just for us. And I thought he was just staying for a little bit. These things just kept repeating in my mind. I kept trying to push through and keep building while my partner went into the mines. I noticed his friend was crafting something. He had crafted a full set of tools, then ran out to cut down some trees. He chopped the trees that were decorated in the campsite that I built. The feeling in my stomach got worse, and I just silently left the world without saying anything. My partner messaged me, asking me if I was okay and what happened. I just told him I was okay, but that I was just tired. But he knew me really well, because the last time I did that was the previous event with his other friends, and he knew what was ticking me off. He said we would make the world invite only early tomorrow morning, and I saw his PlayStation status go offline, meaning that he left the game. He then started apologizing and said he should have left that party and not let his friend join, and I told him dryly that it was fine, but he knew that it wasn't. I feel so terrible. He only wanted to have a fun time with me in Minecraft in our own personal world. I feel like a jerk for having done that again. I can just imagine his friend telling their group that I'm terrible and that I don't want my partner to play with friends. I'm crying and shaking anxiously while writing this. What should I do? America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. First off, I don't think it's unreasonable to have your own private Minecraft world. I have some with multiple different friend groups, and it's totally fine. Like, there's literally nothing wrong with that. And I don't think you're a bad person or anything like that for saying, hey, this is our private Minecraft server. This is just for me and my partner and nobody else. So I think you need to understand that you're not a bad person for this at all. It really is okay to have these feelings, and it's totally fine to feel the way you did. I think maybe in the future, it might be better to have some kind of communication, just so you can really articulate 
straight up front to your boyfriend and say, hey, this is not okay and I really don't want anybody else in our Minecraft world. I want our one-on-one time to be just that. One-on-one, just the two of us. That way you can avoid any friends coming along in this specific world while also maintaining what you've built and worked probably really hard on. And sure, someone might think, oh, but it's Minecraft. Is it really that important? Listen to me. When you've spent several hours working on a building and someone comes in and starts changing stuff without your permission, it's not only going to really upset you, but it's also going to be something that you really don't want to happen. Like, maybe that's just me. If you've had that experience before, leave a comment down below. But personally, I wouldn't want someone messing up my campsite and tearing down my trees that I grew, especially if that's exactly the way I wanted it. Like, seriously, keep your hands off. I want to keep it the way it is. So no, you're not a bad person. You're not the jerk for this situation. I think, if anything, maybe just communicate more clearly instead of taking like a passive-aggressive approach. But at the same time, I totally understand why you did that. And maybe in the future, there can be a server specifically for your boyfriend's friends. That way he can still play with them and have a good time while also preserving the world that you two have really worked hard on. Am I the jerk for prioritizing my daughter's school performance over her emotional well-being after her mother passed away two weeks ago? Here's what happened. So I'm a 39-year-old male and I'm feeling conflicted about a recent decision I made regarding my teenage daughter following the passing of her mother. I can't help but wonder if I made a huge mistake. So I'm turning to you, dear internet, to pass judgment on whether or not I'm the jerk in this situation. Since my wife passing, life has been tough for the both of us. Dealing with my own grief while trying to provide for her has been a challenge. My daughter has been extremely distraught, and I can see how much she's struggling emotionally. However, when she asked me for time off from school to process her grief, I ended up prioritizing her academic performance instead. I will admit, I've always been a stickler for education, and my daughter is a bright student who excels in her studies, particularly math and science, which are very important, and I would not want to jeopardize that. When she approached me, I couldn't help but think about how it would impact her grades and future prospects. I was concerned that missing school would lead to a drop in her academic performance and potentially hinder her chances of getting into a good college. Instead of allowing her to take some time off, I suggested that she continue attending school and told her that I believe that maintaining a routine and focusing on her education would provide her stability and keep her on track. Apparently though, my daughter was devastated by my decision. She accused me of not caring about her feelings and prioritizing her school performance over her emotional well-being. She believes that I'm being callous and unfeeling, dismissing her need for time to heal. So am I the jerk for putting my daughter's school performance above her emotional well-being, as she puts it? I'm genuinely questioning if I made the right decision in the wake of my wife passing away. What should I do? The original poster in this situation absolutely is the jerk. Their daughter needed time to grieve. And you know what? A couple of weeks out of school won't ruin their academic results. Like, seriously? Instead of giving her time to, like, figure this out and maybe process the fact that their mom is dead, you decided to keep pushing them and say, no, it's time to focus on college. Like, no, it's time for me to wrap my head around this huge loss in my life. Like, sure, you as the adult can probably see things much differently, but your daughter is a teenager. They are still in high school, and they absolutely deserve to have some time to themselves to figure this out, or even just to grieve the loss of their mother. And I think your daughter has a point. I think she's right when she says that you're uncaring and you don't care about her feelings. You're being very callous, and it seems like you really just don't care. The original poster even goes on to say that their daughter hasn't seen a therapist, and they have no priority of trying to make that happen. They even said that they can go see the school counselor or something like that. Like, seriously, this guy's attitude sucks. So yes, you are absolutely the jerk in this situation, and you 100% made the wrong decision. Your daughter's assessment of how you treated her is 
100% correct, and hopefully you can see that sooner than later. Am I the jerk for yelling at my brother's pregnant girlfriend, as well as kicking them both out of my house after she threw away my food I was preparing for myself, all because she couldn't stand the smell and thought it was disgusting? Here's what happened. So to start things out, I live alone. My brother and his girlfriend still live with our parents, as they can't afford a place of their own. I'm 27, my brother is 21, and his girlfriend is 19. His girlfriend is also currently pregnant. My brother asked to bring his girlfriend for dinner in order to catch up, and I said, sure, why not? However, the moment she entered my house, she started complaining about the smell of the steak I was making and said just the smell alone makes her nauseous and she can't eat this. I tried to suggest some kind of alternative, but she was dead set on Chinese food and ended up sending my brother to the nearest mall in order to get some. Now, this was already weird enough, and I thought this would be the end of it, but after going to the bathroom and coming back, I caught her throwing my unfinished steak into the garbage. I asked her what she was doing, and she said the smell was so strong that she thought she might throw up on the floor and that she needed to get rid of it. Then, after she said that, she started spraying perfume around my kitchen. I was beyond furious at this point, and I sent her back to the living room, and after my brother came back from the mall, I kicked them both out with their Chinese food. My brother tried to convince me to let them back and that I could make something else for the two of us and his girlfriend was pretty much sobbing at this point. But I was dead set on kicking them both out. However, my parents ended up being mad at me for apparently causing so much distress to my brother's pregnant girlfriend. I told them that she literally threw away our dinner, but they said I shouldn't have yelled at her or kicked them out as she's still just a teenager who's now getting influenced by her pregnancy hormones and that my outbursts also caused problems in their relationship as she ended up sending my brother to sleep on the couch that night, even though he literally defended her as well against me, so I have no clue what that's all about or how that's even my fault. So am I the jerk for kicking them out after she literally threw my dinner away? No, you are not the jerk in the slightest. Pregnant or not, you do not go into someone's house and start throwing away other people's food just because you don't like the smell. Like, that's just straight up rude. There's no amount of hormones that would make that happen. If she really felt like she was going to throw up, then maybe it's time to step outside or even call your boyfriend and be like, hey, I want to leave. The smell is really bothering me. You don't go into the kitchen and say, okay, time to throw this out. Like, no, don't do that. What are you thinking? The original poster was literally going to eat that. That was going to be their dinner. And you go in there and just throw it away? Like, seriously, what is wrong with you? And it's crazy that the parents think this behavior is okay. Like, seriously, it doesn't matter who it is. You don't do that in someone else's home. And I've had sisters who have been pregnant and none of them have ever acted like that. They never went into the kitchen and complained about a smell and then complained about it so much that they threw away the food for everybody else. So no, you are not the jerk. Your parents are idiots. And truly, even though this person is technically still a teenager, she's also an adult. She's over 18 years old. And if she's about to be a mother, she needs to start acting like it and act appropriately. My dad and his new fiance are getting married. And after not talking to them for an extended period of time over conflicts, my dad asked me to be his best man at his wedding. And now I'm honestly not sure what to do. So my father and his fiance have been together for about six years now. My father is 54 and his fiance is 30. When they first got together, I was 17 at the time and I was still living at home. She moved in about a month into their relationship and I didn't have a problem with her at first until she tried to actually mother me. Now, I'm not talking about giving advice or being a supportive role model. More like giving me a nine o'clock curfew and cleaning up after her dog has an accident. Every time I bring it up to my dad, he would say, just try for me. Needless to say, I moved out soon after. Fast forward to a week ago and my dad invites me over for dinner out of nowhere as we haven't 
haven't spoken in quite some time. I hesitantly accept, and I spend the following few days trying to prepare myself for what they're going to say. I show up that night, a bottle of wine in hand, anxious out of my mind. The night goes on for a few hours, us exchanging small talk, until I can't take it anymore and I ask why they invited me. My dad said they were getting married and wanted me to be his best man. I'm not gonna lie, I laughed incredibly hard. This turned into the fiancé crying because she thinks that I don't like her. And you know what? I told her that she was correct. It should also be said that given the option between me or his fiancé, my dad would choose her in a heartbeat. For example, I went on a two-day camping trip. I had a spot in the garage for my car when I left, and she had it when I got back until I moved out. And I only really care about that because of damage that came to my car due to hail. She also comes from a very Christian family, and if her parents found out about the situation, I've heard that she'd essentially be shunned. So honestly, the worst thing about all of this is keeping us a secret. She expects us to just accept her into the family, and I guess her assumptions were somewhat correct. But how can she expect that when she doesn't think we're worthy of her family? She knows she's doing something wrong, and she wants us to play along like no one is being hurt. What should I do? Honestly, the keeping the secret part is really, really toxic in my opinion. And that's totally inappropriate. Like, if she's gonna have a relationship with your dad, the least she could do is try and be open about it. It's incredibly rude to just go around and be like, oh no, this isn't happening. Be sure not to say anything about it. Let's get married and then I'll talk about it. Like, no, that's weird. So I don't blame you for not liking your dad's fiance, and I don't blame you for having some kind of resistance towards what they're doing. Because at the end of the day, they were very negligent and very disrespectful to your feelings. I mean, she moved in after a month of them being together. That's a little soon, in my opinion. But hopefully your dad can at least see where you're coming from and try and have some kind of empathy towards your situation. Because the way they've treated you is very inappropriate. And in my opinion, you are not at fault in the slightest. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications so you never miss a video. To finish listening to all the stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out in the description below and subscribe.